You've discovered TalkZone.com. I thank you. America has spoken from the bottom of my heart. The best in Internet talk radio. It's time for Healthy Talk Radio. Healthy Talk Radio with Julian Whitaker, MD, America's wellness doctor, and Deborah Ray, America's first lady of health. Coming to you live from the headquarters of the Global Health Network and across the world wide web. <gasps> Computers can do that? It's America's longest running radio program dedicated to your health and wellness. What's taking place here is an alternative approach. Get in on the phone lines now by calling 1-800-307-3002. Now, here's Dr. Whitaker and Deborah Ray. Good day. Welcome to Healthy Talk Radio. I'm Deborah Ray. Well, apparently in Hampton Roads, Virginia, there's quite a, a battle going on. A renegade school board members has been sending flyers home to parents informing them of nutritional alternatives to prescription drugs. So Big Pharma wanted to have equal time <laughs> educating parents on ADHD treatment options. It's our men's health focus each and every week during this time. America's wellness doctor, Julian Whitaker, MD, joining us today. Our line's open. We invite you to join us, 1-800-307-3002. Any of your health care questions with a special men's health focus on external enhanced counterpulsation for both erectile dysfunction and cardiovascular disease. Men's health with Dr. Whitaker joining us today right here on Healthy Talk Radio. Now the news and views about the news you won't hear anywhere else. The Healthy Talk Radio News Digest. Our mission to provide you that health care news and views from credible sources that you won't hear anywhere else brings to us our resident uh, medical expert. You know him best as America's wellness doctor, Julian Whitaker, MD. Dr. Whitaker, hello and welcome. Good morning, Deborah. That is an interesting bit of news about a board member writing the parents about nutritional <laughs> uses for uh, ADD and pharmaceutical. What are they doing? Sending ads to the to the uh, to the students' parents? Uh, they, they were sending flyers home, and one of the school board members felt uh, very <laughs> uh, directed to make sure the parents knew that there were nutritional alternatives in terms of, of treatments for prescription drugs. And when that um, uh, the front group for the pharmaceutical company, that CHAD group, Children's yeah, and Adults with Attention... the front group for the pharmaceutical company. You're yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, they wanted equal time to send flyers paid for by the drug manufacturers home to uh, home to parents so in other words the the board member was doing it first right. and then Chad came in and wanted to do do it uh, for the drug group as well right 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 and let's have the board member on and let's have a member of Chad on as guest okay okay Okay, we'll Absolutely. do that. That's going to be Absolutely. fun. And, of course, nobody has reported on it. It took you know, the BBC to just reveal that 10-year University of Buffalo study indicating <laughs> that you know, the drugs don't work long-term. In fact, you know, the risks uh, for many outweigh the benefits, and nobody in the U.S. Uh, print has reported on that at all, Dr. Whitaker. Uh, well, I'm not surprised, <laughs> but this will be a good show, so we'll get that arranged. We certainly will, absolutely. Well, this comes from the Department of Radiation Oncology in China. It's published in the International Journal on Radiation Oncology, double-blind uh, randomized placebo-controlled study on patients um, who had head and neck cancer and zinc intake. 
Dr. Whitaker. Mm-hmm. What they found is that after three years, uh, those who were getting a zinc supplement had a much better survival rate than the groups with no zinc that uh, zinc supplementation, and they weren't using a lot, uh, 50 milligrams of zinc picolinate appeared to, to make a dramatic difference in terms of survival from head and neck cancer. How many people were in that study? Uh, there were 100 patients in each of the three groups in the study. Isn't that wonderful? This is the kind of information I gave a, a, a group of my patients a lecture last night where I put slides up on all of the data showing how nutritional supplementation could be extremely helpful for diabetes. And I was quoting the literature. I was quoting where it came from. Right. It's astounding how much very valuable literature comes from the peer-reviewed medical um, establishment that's never acknowledged or used. Like this study was published where? Uh, The International Journal of Radiation Oncology. That is a highly respected peer review of yeah. uh, a scientific outlet. And the radiologists and the oncologists will not pay one bit attention to this very important study with the use of a safe, non-toxic, natural element such as zinc to substantially increase survival. They won't pay a bit of attention to it. And that's what's sad. That is what we're fighting against. Absolutely. Well, this comes from, uh, again, another one of those peer review uh, journals. It's in the current issue of the uh, medical journal Heart. Uh, it's uh, research out of um, uh, a major hospital in Western Australia, the Royal Perth uh, Hospital, uh, indicating that magnesium <laughs> is mm-hmm. a safe drug to control rapid ventricular response in mm-hmm. uh, acute onset uh, atrial fibrillation. They say that intravenous magnesium can be safely used as an adjunct to digoxin in patients who have acute onset atrial fibrillation, Dr. Whitaker. I have known this for 30 years. There's been so many studies on this. And I remember back in the early 80s, over 20 years ago, I went to a a CME, Continuing Medical Education meeting, and they were talking about arrhythmia, and they had a bunch of very prominent professors up there, and they were using at that time, I believe the drug was intravenous Valium. And so I raised my hand. I said, well, how about uh, using uh, intravenous magnesium? And two of the professors didn't know anything about it. Another professor says, yes, there are six or seven studies showing that it works. And then one of the professors says, well, why would you use magnesium when you can have Valium? And it was insane. <laughs> so magnesium is something. We use magnesium all the time. And we had a patient that came in with a, this is interesting. He was a kid. He was riding his um, um, uh, outdoor bike, his mountain bike, around the Laguna Hills, California, um, uh, w- uh, you know, uh, wetlands. Not right. wetlands, but um, um, outdoors. Sure. Okay. Uh-huh. The mountains. Right. And he kept having strong fatigues. And one time they just dragged him back, and he was going into ventricular fibrillations. Ventricular arrhythmia. So I simply put two and two together. Says, look, the guy is sweating all the time. Sure. He's mineral deficient. We hooked him up to a magnesium drip that day. His arrhythmia stopped immediately. He came back and got two or three other magnesium drips. I put him on uh, the magnesium orally. 
you know, treated and corrected his mineral imbalance that he was creating himself by sweating, and he was back on his mountain bike in three days. Had he seen a cardiologist, he would have gone through all kinds of electrical physiology tests. He would have had been shocked. He would have been an absolute nightmare because they would never have thought of simply checking his electrolytes. And magnesium is not one of the electrolytes that people check very often anyway in blood tests. But um, he, I saved him a lot of grief, and he didn't even know it. And yet you know, the government figures say up to 80% of Americans are magnesium deficient. As you well know, so many drugs affect magnesium levels, much yes, less their diet. <laughs> so the conclusion here, intravenous magnesium, safe treatment for atrial fibrillation. Well, this is an interesting analysis. He was the original one way back in 1970 to take a look at the omega-3s, in this case, uh, in the Inuits, uh, Dr. Mm -hmm. Jorn Dyerberg. And apparently he has done a, a recent analysis indicating that to date there have now been 14,000 published papers on the omega-3 fatty acids, 8,000 human studies. <laughs> and this, you know, this scientific explosion, uh, you know, belies the fact that, um, you know, we see, for example, in Greenland, 5% of the deaths among Greenland males are because of heart disease. In this country, it's, it's nearly 50% of, of uh, male deaths are related to heart disease, that there is a correlation, as you all know and have educated us about, Dr. Whitaker. Between the intake of omega-3 fatty right. acids and death from cardiovascular disease, right. and we're talking about 14,000 studies. Right. Let's see if we can get him on the on the uh, line as a guest as okay. well. Okay. That would be a very interesting conversation because this is this is like vitamin C. You know, vitamin C was the was on the cover of Time magazine. I think it was 1946. Mm-hmm. This is when uh, up in Canada. Uh, the Shoot Brothers were talking about vitamin... No, that was vitamin E. It was vitamin E right. I'm talking about now. Right. It was on the cover of Time magazine when the Shoot Brothers were talking about it in 1946. Uh, almost identical um, cover story. On the cover was right. vitamin E in the, in the mid-1990s. And over that 50 years, hundreds of thousands oh, yeah. of studies have been shown to uh, verify the validity of using vitamin E to pr- protect, prevent, and to treat cardiovascular disease. Yet, uh, physicians still don't pay attention because it's a nutrient. We'll be back. It's Men's Health Focus. Any of your health care questions today focusing on counterpulsation for erectile dysfunction and cardiovascular disease, Dr. Whitaker, our guide, 800-307-3002. And now, the Men's Health Hour with Dr. Julian Whitaker, sponsored by Longevinex, the most advanced resveratrol pill for your good health. Our focus today on men's health, uh, talking about uh, external enhanced counterpulsation for cardiovascular disease and for erectile dysfunction. Um, but EECP, why it might sound new to some people listening to us, and as always, we invite people to join us, Dr. Whitaker, at 800-307-3002. EECP has been around a long time, hasn't it? 
Oh, yes, it has, Deborah. It was developed by Harvard University in the 1950s. Initially, it was, uh, well, first, the ECP is a counterpulsation device which incorporates like a body stocking that goes from the ankles to the hips. And they wrap it up, and these are pneumatic uh, cuffs. And then we hook the patient up to the to the EKG, and each time the heart beats, these cuffs compress the lower extremity and send an enhanced pulsation up the uh, body, just as the heart is sending its pulsation uh, down the body. So we have an enhanced counter-pulsation. And this opens up the uh, arteries, the small arteries in the heart. It opens up the arteries to the kidney. It enhances blood flow dramatically. This uh, exercise of the vessels also creates uh, nitric oxide. And nitric oxide is one of the most remarkable molecules. It's a single molecule of just one atom of nitrogen and one atom of oxygen, but it relaxes the, the endothelial cells of the arteries. It relaxes the arteries. They open up and dramatically improve circulation. Well, it did not take any uh, uh, interest, didn't generate any interest in the 1950s, but the Chinese took it over. Right. And the Chinese, over the last 50 years, have developed this uh, therapy because it's a very inexpensive therapy. And it doesn't require hospitalization. And now they treat almost everything with it, particularly cardiovascular disease. Cardiovascular disease, kidney disease, um, stroke patients, uh, multiple, uh, let's see, multiple sclerosis, they've been treating patients with it. So we've, it has come back to the United States. Now there's quite a few physicians that use the ECP in the United States, but it is having a, a hard row because it is so inexpensive relative to angioplasty and bypass. I mean, a physician that is treating his patients with ECP will have the patient come to the office maybe 35 times. That would be twice a day. That's, uh, well, three to four weeks of therapy that the patient is receiving. And the payment, the reasonable payment for that entire course of action would be maybe five to six thousand dollars. In that same patient he can do an angiogram and an angioplasty and garner twenty thousand dollars. So it's it's having a very difficult time competing with these uh, quick, far more expensive and far more dangerous and far less efficacious approaches to cardiovascular disease. But it is so good that there is a uh, a, a, a steady growth in the use of EECP among uh, conventional physicians as well as non-conventional physicians as well. And so it, the, you know, the patient comments, uh, I, I marveled uh, because I was involved with a, with a clinic uh, that you know, did counterpulsation. Every single patient would say, oh, my goodness, I was used to you know, falling asleep in front of the television <laughs> you know, around about 8, 8.30 and my stamina, my vigor is just dramatically better after these EECP treatments, Dr. Whitaker. It, it increases energy. It increases endurance. In fact, there are certain athletes, I think some of the Olympic guys did this, yeah. where they would have an EECP treatment right before a competitive event. But we use it, as, as you and our listeners know, we use it at Whitaker Wellness in patients. And the studies on the, the value of it with patients are quite astounding. In one study, the American Journal of Cardiology, 18 patients 
with chronic angina. They had already had surgery. Sick, received the ECP five times a week for five weeks. Sixteen of the eighteen reported complete relief from angina. <laughs> Two had some improvement. Thallium tests showed a complete resolution of obstruction of blood flow, and 67% had partial reduction in in 11% and no change in 22%. But uh, in another study, 12 patients had, you know, four uh, attacks of angina per day, rating of virtually three out of four in severity. After EECP, it was it ranged 0.1 a day, or rather only one attack of angina every 10 days with an intensity of 1.7 out of, of 4. All reported improvements in ability to work and energy and sense of well-being. And it is totally non-toxic, right. completely safe. And um, we, we, that is probably one of the therapies in clinical wellness that we use the most of. We, pro- we have seven beds. Um, it takes one hour per patient on the bed and sometimes we have to stay open so that's seven times eight that's we're treating maybe 60 patients a day with the ECP but as, as you indicated Dr. Whitaker good medicine in fact this has been presented at some of the scientific sessions of the American Heart Association but because of the monetary issue and the vested interest in you know the cath labs and, and the, the, the uh, cardiovascular surgery model it just gets ignored Time and again, Dr. Whitaker. It does. It does. And in a, in a more rational world when it comes to medical therapy, it would have replaced these uh, um, far more expensive and dangerous therapies. But medicine is, is strange. Um, we, we give such power to physicians. We simply say, I will do what you tell me to do. And so the physician, and it's a perfectly natural human uh, phenomenon, well, I'm going to tell you to do what is in my interest. And it's also good for you as well. But it is his interest first that he is uh, taking care of. And if his training has been in angiograms and angioplasty, even when the studies are just like non-existent in most of the cases that he's uh, uh, doing catheterizations on, uh, and the studies on EECP would be, you know, would far outweigh the benefit, he's going to recommend the catheterization because sure, that's sure. what he does. Sure. That's what all, virtually all of the cardiologists do. They are they are either invasive cardiologists, or they're rather poor, one or the other. <laughs> well, I want to ask you about some of the other applications, including congestive heart failure, restless leg, neuropathy. But I don't think that people listening to us have an appreciation of what potential benefits um, this counterpulsation, the external enhanced counterpulsation, offers for erectile dysfunction. That's right. Since this is the men's health hour. Absolutely. We'll get to restile dysfunction shortly. <laughs> so, in terms of uh, vascular related erectile dysfunction, who, who are we talking about, Dr. Whitaker? Who, who is well, that? Well, we're talking about just about every male past the age of 55 to varying degrees. So, um, as, as some men, as they get uh, more, um, uh, as they age, they will lose their sexual capacity. This is why Viagra and Cialis are such large sellers. Uh, but ECP naturally improves the erectile dysfunction. And this was discovered kind of by accident. Um, they didn't realize that this was happening. They were treating men 
with uh, angina, they were treating men with congestive heart failure, they're treating cardiovascular disease, and they were getting these reports of erectile dysfunction dramatically improving. And they didn't realize that this was coming from ECP because they didn't, they couldn't connect the dots sure. to something like that. And then a German study of 13 patients with the primary diagnosis of ED. Now, this was one hour a day for 20 days. This is mm-hmm. 20 treatments. Mm-hmm. And these uh, men had erectile dysfunction where their sexual activity was um, subpar. Uh, they had an 88% increase in blood flow in the penis. 84% of the patients had improvements in ED. 84%. 84%. <laughs> and 40% had complete resolution. You know the efficacy rates for, for uh, Cialis and Viagra? I mean, they're not even 50%, Dr. Whitaker. <laughs> no. <laughs> and but, there's millions of prescriptions written each year. Yeah, and, and Via, uh, Viagra and Cialis, they work by uh, blocking the enzyme that right. breaks down nitric oxide. So you have an increase in nitric oxide. Hold that well, EECP does exactly the same thing by increasing nitric oxide naturally. More with Dr. Whitaker, our Men's Health Hour. The information on Healthy Talk Radio may not represent the views of this network, this radio station, or its sponsors, but it might just be good for your health. Now, here's Julian Whitaker, M.D., America's Wellness Doctor, and Deborah Ray, America's First Lady of Health. Our men's health focus each and every week during this time. America's wellness, Dr. Gene Whitaker, uh, MD, joining us. It's 1-800-307-3002. We're talking about external enhanced counterpulsation. Come actually call it a natural bypass because it's totally non-invasive for cardiovascular disease, for, for heart disease, erectile dysfunction. And uh, let's go to the phones, Dr. Whitaker. Let's do. Let's say hello and welcome to Andy, who listens to us in Pennsylvania. You're on the air with Dr. Whitaker, Andy. Hey, uh- how you What's doing, up? Dr. Hi, Andy. Okay, yeah, I just got a question to ask you. I had uh, I had throat cancer about six years ago, and I had radiation and uh, chemo, and uh, I'm cured now. Everything seems to be all right because I get checked twice a year. Mm-hmm. But what I do suffer from is uh, dry mouth because my saliva glands were like burned up from the radiation. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just want to know: is there anything that I could take or do? That would help help me out better. Well, we were discussing Deborah uh, a couple of shows ago an herb that tended to increase the production of saliva. What was that? Um, that was actually um, uh, it's a product from Scandinavian Naturals called Sativa. Um, oh, I don't have the information in front of me. I'll, I'll look it up, Andy, while we're talking in terms of what herbs are present. But they often use it in this case where either through medication or radiation, um, your salivary glands are affected. So while we're looking it up, we will find out what that is. But how are you doing? You've been, um, are you taking any nutrients? Oh, yeah, I'm taking vitamins and uh, food supplements, sure. Okay. Which, what are you taking? What are you taking? Are you taking anything for your cancer? No, nothing for the cancer in particular because I'm, I'm cured right now. Everything seems to be all right and remission and everything. Mm-hmm. But I am taking <clears throat> multiple vitamins and some other things, vitamin B and vitamin E. Okay, now cancer is a systemic disease, meaning that uh, many people will have, be free of cancer and then the cancer comes raging back sometime in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a product available at your health food store called Ave, A-V-E. It is a fermented yeast product. 
Now, I'm not making any claims for it being a cancer treatment, but there have been studies, a lot of them in Europe, that shows that it slows down the growth of cancer and it maintains cancer-free intervals much longer. We had uh, one of the developers of Ave on the um, on the radio a couple of days ago, and I was impressed, number one, with how many studies had been done on it and some of the testimonials. And testimonials are important, particularly if the if the patient had a very serious cancer that you don't normally see um, uh, relenting. Uh, those are important bits of information. But I would recommend uh, taking that. It's good for you anyway. It improves the immune system, uh, and you could get that at a health food store that's over the counter. It's called okay. Ave. Okay. The other thing I would do is be sure to take a lot of vitamin C, about 5 to uh, maybe 10 grams a day. You can split it up if it causes any gastrointestinal problem. Uh, one of the problems that you do have is just the side effects of the radiation. You were discussing one now, but that's not the only area, not the only problem that you're going to have with very large doses of radiation, you know, to certain sections of the body. So take a lot of vitamins, particularly vitamin C, get a hold of some Ave, do that and call us back and tell us how you're doing. Well, what about the zinc? I heard some of you, something on your radio talk show just this morning about just zinc. Just this morning. Yeah, but, uh, what dose were, the, were they using in that study? They were using 50 milligrams of zinc picolinate, uh, Andy, in this Chinese study that showed better three-year survival from head and neck cancer right. uh, with, the, with the zinc supplementation. Mm-hmm. And that would, you can get zinc picolinate also. It's a present in many of the, of the multiples, but it will not be present at, at that level. Right. So what you could do is you can get the multiple, say, that has 30 milligrams of zinc okay. and just double the multiple dose. I mean, okay. you, and, um, but you can also find zinc picolinate as a standalone, but that's going to okay. be a little more difficult. And, and it doesn't, I don't think it has to be picolinate. Picolinate is just what the zinc is complex with. Right. It's just a matter of taking the zinc that is important. Okay. Okay. And looking up a little further, Andy, in terms of you know what you can do for uh, for the for the dry mouth, right? Um, the combination of herbs was a combination of Melissa, which is lemon balm, and uh, uh, oats, and uh, it's known as sativa, S A T I V A. S E T I V A. Uh huh. Okay. And it's a combination of these two herbs, and used by many practitioners whose patients have problems with uh, you know with the lack of saliva. Now that's S A I T A. Right, sativa. S A T I V A. Yes, and what's that again? S A is an apple. S A T I V A. You got it. Scandinavian Naturals. Yeah. Where you get that at? I that's would the problem. imagine yeah. any health food store. Oh, I mean, okay. if I was looking for uh, uh, for supplements, I mean, Dr. Whitaker's clinic is a great resource uh, as well, Andy. They're 800-488-1500. Wait a minute. What is that, 800? Uh-huh. 488-488-1500. Okay. They help yeah, but I don't know that we have sativa. I'd have to check to see if we have sativa. But um, because that is that is a very unique product. As a matter of fact, I'm learning about that as we speak. So mm-hmm. we probably don't have that product. Okay. But um, I would uh, look it up on the internet, and I'm sure they would give you a source for it. Okay. 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 Do those things. See how they work. Give us a call back. Okay, we'll do, Doctor Whittaker. You got it. Hey, thank you very much. And I appreciate it. Thank you, Andy. All, right. All the best to you. An open phone line, uh, Men's Health, for focusing on counterpulsation for erectile dysfunction, cardiovascular disease, 800-307-3002. Joan, hello and welcome. You're on the air with Dr. Whitaker. Morning, Joan. 
Good morning, uh, Deborah and Doctor. Um, I have a family member that has been on Lupron for a year, mm-hmm. and they want him to be on it uh, another year, a second year, which I'm against, but I don't have anything to say about it. But and the reason you're against it is why? Well, because uh, there's a lot of side effects from mm-hmm. it, a mm-hmm. lot, which I don't even want to go into on the phone, but... Um, uh, That's all. And, I did. Well, and also, a, I heard Deborah is, last uh, week. Joan, this is a very private conversation just between you and I and about oh, uh, several hundred thousand people. So you can go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Joan, we, we've talked about some of the recent research showing that there's more spread when a patient's on Lupron. There's more thinning of the bones, more heart disease, more heart attacks. There's some pretty significant side effects coming out of those hormone-suppressing therapies for yeah, prostate see, Lupron cancer. Lupron blocks his ability to make testosterone. Well, really Deborah, the, the thing that I wondered is, um, since he is, this will be the second year, and then he's going off it. Since it's only going to be this, these two years, um, I was hoping that some of those side effects. And the one I need help with is the, are the sweats. He has these terrible sweats off and on all day. So you're blocking testosterone, Dr. Whitaker. I mean, you're... <laughs> You can't block yeah. testosterone and not have some major side effects from testosterone. I've got a close friend who is battling prostate cancer and was on Lupron, and it, he found it to be just devastating to everything. He was weak. He couldn't walk. He, it was awful. So he came off of it, and he is now actually taking some testosterone supplementation. And they're watching his PSA, and it goes up a little bit. But that doesn't necessarily mean that his cancer is uh, rearing its head. So Lupron is always a judgment. The time that people are on it is always a judgment. You might want to just get a, a different opinion from another physician, you know, on the length of time on Lupron. Two years is uh, is is a long time for Lupron. Well, they uh, the the uh, urologist really wanted him on it for his life. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was ridiculous. And the radiologist said no more than two years. Okay. But could you give me a supplement for the sweats? A suggestion. Um, you know, I don't know. Uh, I think I don't know what we could recommend to shut down on the sweats. Uh, does he sweat at night? No, often on during the day. Uh-huh. He has these um, where he gets hot and sweats, and it just drains them. And I know it's from the Lupron. Is he taking vitamins and minerals in general? Well, I, yes, I have him on, you know, I mean, I listen to Deborah all the time. I have him on several good things. Um, but but I thought maybe there was a vitamin B or something even the doctor might have suggested. I'm not you know? aware of anything that would help the sweats, but I would simply increase his amount of uh, the uh, nutrients in general. Uh, because I think he's struggling with a systemic disease, and by increasing his nutrients, it will even help whatever chemotherapeutic or hormonal treatments they have. I mean, patients that have cancer, you know, if they the more vitamins they take, the better they re, they respond. Uh, there's this very big disconnect between uh, oncologists and the value of nutrients. We've had Charles Simone on our show, who's a radiation oncologist. And he puts all of his patients on multiple vitamins and minerals and has written a book on how much better they do when they're on a lot of vitamins and minerals and undergoing chemotherapy or radiation as compared to no vitamins and minerals and undergoing chemotherapy and radiation. And many of the the, uh, oncologists, 
you know, are terribly misled about the uh, use of vitamins and minerals, uh, particularly antioxidant vitamins and minerals, in the treatment of cancer, and they, they stop it. And patients are devastated by this relative to what they would be like if they were taking a lot of vitamin C and, and beta-carotene and these antioxidants. So well, I, I just, had called to tell you that, that, that during radiation, I got into a little disagreement with them because they... You know, they didn't want him to take anything, any supplements during the radiation. You know, but it, what I want to know is, if I go on Dr. Simone's site, um, I I suppose I can get some advice on. Yes, what, you could, and that would yeah. be excellent to do. It'd be excellent to do just to get insight into other methods of treatment. And he picks up the phone and talks to people personally, Joan. So yeah, Dr. Simone, D R S I M O N E dot com. Okay. Give him a call. Uh, tell him you, you heard, we talked glowingly about him on our radio show, and then see what he says and call us back, okay? Okay. Thank you very much. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for calling. Thank you, Bye. Joan. All the best. An open phone line to invite you to join us. Uh, any of your health care questions, our Men's Health Hour focus. Let's say hello and welcome to Jerry. You're on the air with Dr. Whitaker. Jerry? Good morning, Jerry. Hi. Good morning. How are you all? Great. Uh, I just had a blood test, and I'm low on testosterone. Uh-huh. It says 6.2, it should be 6.6 to 18.1. To 18.1, They want me to take right. the saliva test, is, which is better to go for your E. Now, you had a blood test that showed 6.2, is that correct? Yes. That's Look, you don't need anything else. What's that? You don't need another test. No, I don't. I realize What you that. need is testosterone. Yeah, well, he wants me to take a saliva test to see how much uh, I need, I guess. Um, well, Jerry, let's, let's, let's simplify this. A lot of times physicians inadvertently or simply because of inact- uh, not wanting to do anything, they will yet do other tests. They're like researchers. They keep trying to demonstrate the same thing over and over again. So you don't need another test. The blood test is an excellent test for the level of testosterone that you're manufacturing yourself. It shows that you are well below. You see, a high level would be 18. If you were just at 10 instead of 6.2, you'd feel a million times better. Well, I want to. I'm always tired. Then you just simply need testosterone, and you need to get a doctor who will just give you testosterone. I don't think your doctor is going to give it to you. He's going to test you until, and find an excuse not to give you the testosterone. That's been my experience with patients. Conventional physicians just don't want to get to pull the trigger and do what is necessary to well, help no, the patient out. It, he is going to give it to me, I believe. He's then do this. He's me other vitamins like vitamin D3. Good. Okay. Okay, good. Yeah, he sounds... All right, do this. Go ahead and have it. What's that? Go ahead and have the test. I am, then. I, and I then get the testosterone. I sure with you guys what, what that ECP is. Do I need that? Well, this is a treatment for cardiovascular disease. Oh, no, my heart is okay. Okay. It helps men with erectile dysfunction, but I think in your case... You know, nothing is, is, is going to be as powerful for your sex life as is testosterone supplementation. I okay, mean, that's going to make a I big will, difference for you. I will do it. All, All right, right thank good. Thank you very much. Let, let us know, Call Jerry, us how you do. 
Okay, I will. All righty, all the bye best. Bye-bye. It bothers me, Deborah, that it, for some reason, you know, docs have this terrible aversion to giving men testosterone. Now, they have no aversion at all to giving women hormone replacement, except when they, when they were giving Primpro, which made a lot of women sick. They still gave it very freely. They didn't have a philosophical or some kind of barrier to giving women hormones, even though they were hurting them. And now that uh, Primpro is off, they can still use bioidentical hormones. And, and uh, doctors have less problem giving women hormones than they do men. And men suffer from hormone uh, depletion just like women do. And when you look at, uh, at what testosterone does, particularly with men, and men have so much heart disease, Testosterone in the hands of some physicians in Europe is their primary treatment for heart disease. The heart's a muscle. It requires testosterone to work. Uh, uh, when you have low testosterone, all the muscles, um, you know, are depleted of their energy. And so testosterone is a very good treatment for congestive heart failure in men. We use Back it in all more. men. Back with more with Dr. Whitaker. You're listening to Healthy Talk Radio, worldwide, whenever and wherever you need us, at HealthyTalkRadio.com. Now, here's Julian Whitaker, M.D., America's Wellness Doctor, and Deborah Ray. A regular weekly focus with uh, Dr. Whitaker all about men's health, today focusing on external enhanced counterpulsation, EECP, for both cardiovascular disease and erectile dysfunction. Let's say hello and welcome to Richard. You're on the air with Dr. Whitaker. Richard. Morning, Richard. How are you? Hey, listen, thank you for having me on the program. You got it. Uh, What's up? Well, the reason I called you, I when I go to see the doctor, it always amazes me. I never communicate much with the doctor. He seems to be too busy. And then when I want to find out something, the nurse says I've got two two minutes, and that's it. And I I think that we're owed more than that. My wife, I love my wife very dearly. She says, well, you might be a little too demanding. Well, hell, I, I don't think that's demanding to ask just to go over what I want to know. I think that is absolutely essential because I, I, I tell you what, I'm a man, once you learn something, I don't forget it, but it takes a little while to learn it. And I'm really interested in my health. I understand. Listen, um, first, you sound pretty demanding. And secondly, that's quite all right. <laughs> well, I, I, that's what I, I think so. I, I mean, what the heck? If I don't understand something, I, you know. Well, listen, like, listen, this is, a, like a, this, this is the yeah. problem that neither one of us can solve. I can only suggest that yeah. you try to find another physician. Now, my physicians at Whitaker Wellness spend an hour with each new patient. I don't think I don't know of any conventional physician that ever does it. Now they might, I can't say that for sure. But we try we encourage our patients to stick to their problems and have their questions answered. That is our motto. That all the patients' questions need to be answered. Well I just now, want to find the protocol was because I really uh, am absolutely amazed at the assembly line type situation. Well, that's the way it's becoming, and it will become more so that way. Uh, medicine is literally being destroyed by all of these third-party payers, the Medicare, because it's making physicians follow guidelines and numbers of people that they have to see. They're being told what they have to prescribe. The drug companies are carefully monitoring every physician. They're rating their physician quality on the number of prescriptions they write. And medicine is just being destroyed 
by um, the third party payers and also by the pharmaceutical companies, which you know, which know. pay yeah, for a lot of medicine. So you're having you're having you know one of the least of the problems. At least um, uh, your problem is primarily one of not getting information. Others are getting just inappropriate drug therapy and things of this nature. I would simply stay with it and try to find another doc. Go in with a written list, two copies. Give him one, you one, and say this is what I want a copy. And be reasonable. Don't make a three-page list. Make a half-page list of things. Okay. All right, Richard, our thanks to you, our thanks to Dr. Whitaker, our Men's Health Focus. I'm Deborah Ray. You can hear the Men's Health Hour each Wednesday during this time when Dr. Whitaker and Deborah Ray discuss health issues of particular importance to men. The Men's Health Hour is sponsored by Longevinex, the most advanced red wine resveratrol pill for your good health. 